Welcome back to Coffee with Colleen. We have a fabulous guest with us today. We did our five-minute pre-interview that has lasted, what, Joanne, 45 minutes? About, yeah. <laughs> we had so much fun talking. So let me start sharing because I thought, gosh, we got to record this. This is such good good, good information. So let me introduce you to Joanne Nuaduck. I think I yeah. said that right. She's yes. an advocate for lifelong learning, which of course I am as well, and women's empowerment at every age. She's committed to making a positive difference and changing societal attitudes on aging. Amen. And is the owner and creative director for Fabulous Health and Fabulous at 50 which is a venture that is going global. And I'm very excited yes. about that. She also has a podcast and I was a guest on her podcast and I wanted to have her on mine. Uh, she talks to a lot of people and it's very lively. It's very informative and very thought provoking. A lot of the interviews. So I'll give you all her information down in the show notes and you'll have to check that all out. So we have so many different areas that we can go in and we were, that's I think why we were talking for so long. But first I want to talk first about this global venture that you have of fabulous at 50 so what is it i mean it's just like yeah ooh, we're purple hats or is it more involved as far as what you offer women of our fabulous age exactly our age of being spicy and fabulous um thank you first of all thank you so much for having me on i know that i i, I said to you just before we got on we should just book a conversation and just talk for hours and then just record it in the background you can people can be a fly on the wall uh fabulous of 50 was actually uh, established initially by diana bose over a decade ago and she found herself at the age of 50, overcoming some health issues. She wasn't, she was divorced at the time. She wasn't yet remarried to her wonderful husband. And she was an empty nester. And she realized she wanted to have some fun and she wanted some friends to play with. So it started off initially as a meetup group. And I think most people around North America know what meetup is. So it was just going out, having some fun, doing some events. And, but she was a businesswoman and a lot of the people in the group were. So then it became well, let's get together and have a big event and we'll have our booths and we can share with each other and we can have speakers and we can celebrate being this age. You know, it's not about, oh, we're just, you know, life is over and it's all about the young women now. It's like, let's step into ourselves. And, and this was a lot of, at the time, because this was over a decade ago, it was really the baby boomers at the time who are now moving into their 60s and 70s, but they were the bulk of women in their 50s. But of course, this then caught on to other cities throughout Canada, and I became the director for the city I'm in uh, for Calgary and putting on live events and so forth. Well, last year, things turned around quite significantly with um, the world turning upside down with uh, the pandemic in-person live events are not really happening these days and also very sadly our um diana got her angel wings last year a year ago so it's it's a it was a very sad time for us but a time for us to really reflect on on how do we want this legacy to continue so i was actually offered the baton to continue and over the last year we have recreated fabulous at 50 and it's going global because it's going online so any women throughout the world can join and we have our website fabulous at 50.com and when women go there they are they're stepping into a welcoming community that really is 
celebrating women in midlife and and we're celebrating going through a new chapter together. You know, there's there's a shift. Everyone I interviewed, there's a shift when we go into our 50s, whether it's that exact I'm turning 50 or sometime in there. I think women start to step into themselves a little bit more and realize that this can be some of the best time. You know, I like to say we we're we know what fun is. We want to have fun. But at this age, we have had enough experience to really appreciate it because, you know, we know when it's not fun, but we have and we have the resilience. Right. And so it's about a group of like minded women coming together. And and that's that's the, the, the first part of it. And I can share a little bit about what we offer when women get there, if you like. Oh, yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when you first go to the website, again, it's like big, bright pictures of, of women sharing time together because that's what we want to portray. And we are setting the standard for where we're headed back to. I know that we will get back to that in-person connection. So right now what we do is we meet online. And at the end of this, um, you know, within a week or so, the first beginning of March, we are... Uh, launching our new membership. So when um, women come, they can first choose to be on the newsletter and that's fine or connect on social media. And all of that is free. I have a gift for them. Uh, it's called this Make Mine Fabulous. So we're talking about make media. make this time of our lives fabulous. And it's 21 ways and, and just simple everyday ways to first of all, um, empower our resilient spirits. I think that women in midlife, I mean, we haven't got here without being resilient. We know the good times and we know the rough times. So these are ways to help keep keep empowering that. It's about optimizing our magnificent minds as well, because I do think that, you know, we know that we have to keep our minds moving. And, and that's one of the best ways to ward off aging. And, and also we want to nourish our bodies. Our bodies are fiercely brave. They have birthed babies. They have been through illnesses for some. They have, you know, we have used our bodies to care for others in the world and we need to nurture ourselves. So that's what um, the free gift is about. And you can be on the newsletter. And then for those women that want a little bit more, they can become a member and I offer a, a weekly um, Zoom call. So it's a connection call, a bit like what we're doing for our interview here. And that pertains to those areas. You know, it's about self-care. There's, we have a party week. We have talking about books and we also have a movement class. So once a week movement class. And then from there, again, it's like, if that's what's filling people up, that's great. But for those that are feeling like, where did all this extra weight come on? And why is menopause causing mayhem in my life? Then uh, that's when we step into what I offer is my private practice called Fabulous Health. And I offer, I draw on, you know, my background as a nurse and many other uh sort of trainings and I support women through this time of their life so that they can get out. And I like to say they can live the life they both deserve and desire. Amen. We do, we deserve it. And we do, we still want it. And I know far too many people that hit that empty nester stage of their life, whether that's 40, fifties or sixties. And they kind of feel like They've now lost what? themselves. Now, what do I do? Yeah. And I, so I think you're fulfilling this gap where yeah. like, oh, what do I do now here? And you said something really powerful uh, when we were talking before we, we started recording where 
we give so much of ourselves physically, emotionally, yes. spiritually. And there's a difference between sacrificing and neglect. Exactly. And that was so powerful, Joanne. So what is the difference between that self-sacrifice and neglect? I'm glad you're asking that. It was something that came to me because we, many of us have that that mindset that sacrifice is honorable, right? We want to put other people's needs first and we want to go out and we want to be supporting. But, and, and, and women often feel guilty about doing anything for themselves. But I was, I was taught back in Sunday school from, you know, God bless her, Mrs. Perry. And, and she talked about our bodies being a gift from God and that we need to honor and take care of our bodies. And that when we neglect our bodies, that is disrespectful. And that is very different than going out in the world and being of service. We know it's a bit like being on an airplane. We're told to put the oxygen on first, not because we're being selfish, but literally if we don't put the oxygen on and we die, how can we even help other people? So in this case, we need to nurture ourselves and care for ourselves so that we're giving from the overflow. We're filling our minds, we're filling our bodies, you know, we're, we're um, empowering our spirits and then we can give from the overflow. To me, and this is just my own personal is, you know, nurturing ourselves is, is not about being selfish. It's about a desire to serve the world better. And that sacrifice, sacrifice can be honorable. I believe when it comes from a place of power, when it comes from a place of choice, if we don't feel that we have a choice, then it's not, it's not the same. Like there, there's less power behind it. When we make an actual conscious choice, then we energize ourselves. And I'll share, this is from way back when I was a this younger mom and, I, and my children, I we have a combined household. We have five adult children now. But when I was, I, I actually say, I, I was blessed to be a stay-at-home mom. But at the same time, it was exhausting and draining. I had sacrificed and put my own career on the back burner and I had done things. But if somebody asked me, you know, what do I do? And I start saying, oh, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm gonna, I found myself saying things like, oh, my registration lapsed and this and this. And I was making excuses as to why I wasn't also working outside the home. And then I learned about making a choice so I sort of stepped aside and I took on, I wasn't doing anything different. I was still being a stay-at-home mom, but I actually made the choice to be empowered about it. And I started telling people, yes, I made the choice to pause my career because I wanted, I joked that I was too much of a control freak and I wanted to raise my own children. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> yeah, but I know that's not always not everybody's choice and it's not everybody's. It was a privilege that I, I was in a situation where I could do that for a period of time. But the difference was, is that I made it as a conscious choice. And now when we fast forward that, even now, you know, we can, if we, and we can talk more about this, but when we shift our mindset that it is a choice we've made, we don't even have to take, we don't even have to change our behavior. We just have to change our thoughts around it. So that's one of the things I do is I help women with changing very little in their life, shift their mindset from negative and that I know what it's like to have the broken record going. That was what I lived to being far more positive now. Right. And it's something that I did and, and I'm just going to throw it out there because I'm not proud of it, but I neglected myself but I labeled it as I'm a good mom. Yep. 
Yeah, been there. Yeah. So I was like, no, because I'm 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 offering myself as like the sacrifice, as I'm martyring myself for my family, you know. And I got sicker and sicker and sicker to the point where I was unable to <laughs> participate in my role as a mother. But it was an excuse I made because I wasn't managing my time properly and I wasn't asking for help. And I, I see that now. I look back on it. I thought it was very admirable, right? And then I look back on it and go, that was foolish. <laughs> so yeah, it was the way I was thinking my life as well. Yeah, the way I wasn't thinking about it just wasn't right. So something that you brought up too was was our mindset and our thoughts. And this is something mm -hmm. that I talk about a lot. And and I think this is one of the many reasons that we bonded so quickly. Yeah. So you really have developed a way and we're going to divide everything up because we don't have that much time, but but uh, thought, light, and sound. So as part of your fabulous health program, and yeah. I really think the beginning of it really needs to be how we talk to ourselves because we say the most horrible things to ourselves that we would never say to our best friend, to our children, you know, well, that was stupid. You know, we say these yeah. things to ourselves, but we wouldn't speak to other people that way. The challenge becomes, how do you change those thoughts? Absolutely. And that that's a big one for a lot. I had the same thing. There's no good someone telling you what to do if they're not teaching you how to do it. And so that's when it's, you mentioned the fabulous health programs that I offer that the core is I, it's thought, light, sound and food. So that the um, core is the metabolic balance, but woven in with there, I, and I can work independently or with my signature program. The thought, I was very grateful to come across um, a system, let's call it a system, called belief reparenting. And it has to do with the unconscious belief. You know, we're not talking about religious beliefs here. We're just talking about our paradigms, how we see the world at an unconscious level. And they were often formed when we were very young and they served us at a time that we needed it. But if we don't shift them, as, as we get older, then we get, we get stuck and we can get that brain. A lot of people, I've heard people say, um, you know, I can't help how I think or I can't help how I feel. And I'm like, yeah, I used to think that too until I learned how and now I'm much happier. So we know there's a hierarchy of emotions, shall we say, and, and shame is way down at the bottom. Like it's like reviver. Like, you know, just think of people. They're like, you know, when people are in shame and depression and low, it's like they're not energized. And when you go to the highest, the top is joy, right? Love and joy. And in between, there's a whole bunch of others. There's, you know, um, uh, curiosity gets you into the next things and, and getting more into positive thought of um, appreciation and gratitude. So there, it's almost like a line where below here is very draining and above here is energizing. Or within belief reparenting, we have a line this way. We just say draining on one side, energizing on the other side, right? Rather than necessarily a hierarchy. Either way is um, Suze Casey, the creator of this was an educator and she needed to think positive herself to overcome a, a cancer diagnosis that she had many years ago where she was told to put her affairs in order. She said, well, I'm, people keep telling me how to think positive, but how do I do it? So she drew on her very practical background of being a teacher and educator or master's in curriculum. And she created a systematic um, methodology of how we learn to teach our brains to be more positive. And so I have trained and certified in that. And um, 
it's very simple. It goes through a simple process, but the core of it is shifting the, the main core of I can either do this or I can do that. And you make a conscious choice of which you want and it is empowering. Now, going through that, I'm happy to lead people through it. You can, it's one of those things you can buy the book and just learn it yourself. It's like yoga. You can just learn it and do it, or you can go to a class or you can work one-on-one with someone. So that that's out there. What I found is the other very, very simple practice is that, that anyone right now here can do is think of a positive word per day in the morning. And, and we, I have a booklet of 99. So people can reach out to me if you want to get the booklet. You can do that. And each morning, you know, one way of doing it is just write down all positive, positive things, things that you think are positive words, put them on a sticky note. Like we can do it really low tech, put on, you know, like sticky notes, fold it up, put it in a jar and just pull it. Like this is at the very simple. And all you need to do is notice where that shows up in your life that day because it's training your brain to see something positive doesn't it's never about denying negative it's about shining a spotlight on the positive so for example what kind of word just give me a word so anywhere you could even let's use laughter i'll use the one so my husband's a um uh elementary school teacher grade four and he was in a really stressful time of of doing um report cards and all this he was feeling stressed he was trying to be you know happy at work too but he took the program, you know, like not at a practitioner level, but he took the training and I was like, okay, use this. And he noticed each day at school, he would do it with the kids. They'd pick a positive word. And so one of the words he had was laughter. And he's like, okay, I don't feel like laughing today. But what was fun is later that day, they were sitting in circle and in the middle of nowhere, completely not related to what they were doing. Little kid is kind of like, oh, 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 I have a joke. <laughs> can I tell you my joke and he normally it would have been no that's not part of it and he went you know what let's take a joke break and he said we could use a little laughter and he let the kid tell the joke everyone had their big laugh like who knows what it was grade four jokes right. and then they went back to what they were doing but it lightened the whole energy so it could be it could be really any number of words it could be appreciation or it could be um uh, feeling energized. So either notice where it shows up or just give yourself permission that I'm going to allow myself to be, to feel more energized. It's about training our brains to focus on the positivity in our life because there's always both. There is always negative stuff going on and there's always positive stuff going on. And I would never, I, I do cringe when I hear some coaches leading people through stand in front of the mirror and, you know, Tell yourself I'm happy when you're sad. And I'm like, yeah, I would never do that. My my approach would be more look in the mirror and say, yes, I'm really sad. Or I am whatever it is you actually are. And then flip it by saying, and I'm greater than the experience I'm having right now. And then you can even use progressive words like I am embracing more happiness or I am embracing. And then I have, as I mentioned, when you go to the website, you can download 21 ways to make my um, 21 ways to energize your life. I have given 21 simple techniques that you can do to help energize and make your life more positive. Mm. 
I think we all need something like that because especially with everything that's been going on in the world the past year or so, and we're recording. We're bombarded right now. We really are. And I've been trained in this. So I can only imagine that if I was in the state I was before I had done these trainings that anchored me, I would be struggling. And so just know that people like us and many others that seem like oh, they've just, you know, it's, I've had it said, Oh, you know, you've got everything going together. And I'm like, Oh, if you only know where I came from or, or where I was, or this is, this is what I, I like, I like to describe stress like mud. There's a whole nother conversation. We're going to have another conversation about this, but in a nutshell, I like to talk about um, life gets mucky. Right. And it's it's like the residual and we need to do things to rinse it off. But there's different stages. You can rinse it off and feel good and then suddenly look down and go, I have a film on me. But that's when you take it the next layer of maybe I'm going to even do something more to make myself feel better. And when you get to the point where you're kind of, you know, not just rinsing things off, but you're fully clean, you're putting on lotions and potions to to build your resilience. Then when you slip in the mud, you actually know you're in the mud and you can jump out and wash it off. It doesn't mean it doesn't hurt in the moment. You're going to hurt, but now you know to use it to exfoliate, make yourself healthier, and then get out and go on with your life. So that is a really abbreviated way of how I support women going through this time of their life and so they can get to the end and go, I'm feeling confident. I'm, you know, I I like to say I take people from feeling stressed, wired, and tired to relax, calm, and energized. Oh, I love those words. <laughs> yeah, don't we all? Yeah. I never understood that calm and energized actually belong together because we are so used to running on on adrenaline and energy that way. That's where my energy used to come from. And it's not healthy. No. And we, we were talking about some of those types of things and I have HBA access problems. And so we had to uh, treat my adrenals and because yes. that's how I lived. I just ran type A personality, stress, you know, and that type of thing. And I was talking... I think it was, I was talking to somebody uh, earlier that I was interviewing and we were talking about stress and I had just recently read this study about uh, cattle and if a cow is stressed and all is it, all it takes for a cow to get stressed out is to be separated from its herd. Mm-hmm. If it's stressed, it will die within a couple of hours of pneumonia. Yeah. That's how quickly stress will impact cattle. And we really don't recognize how damaging stress is to our it health. Is. It is. Now, stress gets a bad rap in some ways. I'll put it stress as it's intended to be is good. It's life saving because way back when we're running from that saber tooth tiger, it's meant to be short spurts and then return back to calm. Right. It becomes chronic. It's people don't even realize it's in their life. That is when, I mean, it is, I've heard so many different um, percentages out there. Let's just say a ridiculous amount. (laughs) More than that. (laughs) A ridiculous amount of of credit has been given to stress and, and illnesses today. You know, there are some things that we cannot control, but we can control what we're putting in our bodies, how we're breathing our air, what what we're feeding our mind and you know what we're doing to support or damage our own spirits shall we say so let's let me give you an example and then you can kind of break this down because this is this is a personal example so over the past few years i was dealing as a caretaker for my mother Mm 
And she passed away last year, God rest her soul. But so for two years, it was constant stress. Yes. So I know a lot of people our age are going through this right now where we are now parenting our parents or, or caring yeah. for them, especially with dementia. So we won't get into all the dementia stuff, but so how can we care for ourselves when we are 24 seven for two, three, four, five years dealing with constant stress? Yes. Yeah, this is true. Absolutely. Um, been there. I was a sandwich generation as well. My mother was older when she had me. So God love like all the people that are having their children first ones at 40, what it's going to, and if their own children wait till 40, you know, you'll be a grandparent the first time at 80, who knows what we're headed into. Um, but I was, I had a newborn baby when my mom got ill and, and literally, so I was trying to deal with a stroller, a newborn baby, moving my mom into supportive care. I didn't have quite the same 24 seven of like what you did. What I would lead someone through is first and foremost, I would, there are some very simple breathing techniques to reduce, you know, a quick one is square breathing. It's like calming the system down. That can be done at it. You can do it as you're at a, a red light. You know, you don't have to find no more time in the day. You need to, you can find what is already there. You can manage it in. So what's and often, an example of square breathing? What Square exactly? breathing is something as simple as breathing in for four seconds. Here, I'll hold my little, I like my little square. You can actually look it up. I didn't invent it, but I use it a lot. There's a lot of ones out there, but this is so simple. I do it when I'm with um, a patient and I have um, done it for one to two minutes with patients and brought their blood pressure down by 10 points in the moment. I kid you not. I'm, I'm, I take their blood pressure and I retake it. And it's amazing. So, and this is one of the things within my 21 ways. So you breathe in for four seconds, always through your nose, in and out through your nose. That's calming. Our mouths, breathing in our mouths is only meant to be when we're running from that saber tooth tiger. It causes us to feel stress. So when we breathe in and out through our nose, it calms. So breathe in for four seconds. Pause for four seconds. Release for four seconds. Pause for four seconds. And then breathe in again. And you do that, and I say do it four times. It's about one minute. If you have one minute periodically throughout, do it while you're sitting on the toilet. I know this sounds like I'm being graphic, but I know what it's like to feel like those three minutes in the washroom are your only time to catch your breath. Yep. Then Literally. breathe this. What it does, I could get into all the science side of it, but we often breathe too fast and we actually blow too much CO2 off. And we need the proper amount of CO2 with oxygen to actually get the oxygen into our cells so if we breathe too fast what we're doing is chronically hyperventilating and that's not healthy for us oh my goodness yeah you know what's so, funny is another i had another guest a few weeks ago that she yeah. talked about there was the nasty nat on uh, navy seals that's what they teach yeah. the four by four breathing yeah and she talked about the exact thing and you don't you two of you don't know each other and we no. didn't discuss this beforehand so no, and i never watched that one no so, so that's very, interesting so four by four that's another another name and and right. different ways and so i'll throw it out there i'll tell you i use that a lot right now because i have um 
over the years every once in a while and in menopause quite often women have anxiety and not necessarily that they're worrying about everything i'm talking about adrenaline dumps they are going and your adrenals you're sitting there you're doing something fine and suddenly whoosh you feel that your heart is pounding your breathing's way off this is a good one to help i mean there's if you want to get into that one you can you can slow your heart down by you know bearing down you know like really like like just sort of tensing everything up splashing cold water on your face i mean i've been out walking and i've had to take snow to get it under control again so my heart's not just racing weirdly and the square breathing and if you can't do four seconds you might even if your breathing's really rapid even if you go two 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 all the way around and get to three and get to four it can help calm the system down so these are very you know they're simple techniques but they are powerful powerful the other one that i would recommend is metabolic balance is um an eating plan very often when we're stressed we're gaining weight and we're eating at weird times and we're not or it's like we'll just grab what we can and then our weight skyrocks rockets and especially if we're in the menopause years and we suddenly look down as my girlfriend said she goes oh, i feel like i'm wearing one of those life preservers <laughs> she goes but it's not saving my life at all <laughs> and she goes where'd it come from and her face was getting bloated and she literally packed on 40 pounds in less than a year and the metabolic balance eating plan that i lead people through is all natural food like all normal foods so like put like just whole foods it's not bars and shakes and weird stuff mm -hmm. and it was developed by an internist a cardiologist and he then we look at a blood test we look at food preferences allergies and health and then people are given their individual eating plan so if someone's going through a really stressful period of time i would recommend they follow an eating plan like this and have a coach say like myself or someone else that's trained in it because then they know they're getting their nutrients and all they're doing is they're eating three times a day and they know what they're eating you don't even have to think about it instead of i'm eating the right mix of you know every day you turn on the tv it's like this is good for you that's not good for you this is all set the top food science um data in the world right now and it's helped millions of people and it balances hormones which get thrown out of whack when you're stressed so this counterbalances the stress and you know you might lose some weight while you're at it if that's your goal right. so those and then the other one i would add in that i would support someone with is um we we're talking about sound therapy and sound healing our bodies like sound I was fascinated to learn this. Sound travels through solids faster than air. So when you, you know, let's say when we were younger moms and we were stressed, when we yelled at our kids, it had gone through their body before it hit their ears. When I learned that, I was like, oh, oops, that shocked me. So yeah. the same for our thoughts, your thought, what you're thinking positive or negative is radiating through your body right? Mm -hmm. And, and it's impacting your cells. And so when we can use sound and different music, whether it's music, or I love the sound of Tibetan bowls and crystal bowls and things like that, it relaxes the nervous system. So getting hold again, when you work with a practitioner, we often have recordings, even if we can't see you in person, we can do recordings, we can do work over 
you know, calls like this and it can relax the system. So maybe everyone goes to sleep at night. You may not be sleeping a lot, but putting this on and listening to a 15 minute recording that lets your body relax. So I find that when we're in that caregiver stage, we have less time to care for ourselves, but we just have to make it really efficient and more potent because no one's like, it's not realistic to say, well, just stop doing that. You, know, you can't. And and if you're doing it, the mindset, I'll throw in that, the mindset of whether people are doing the work, feeling that it's drudgery and a, bur- a burden mm-hmm. will be very different than the people that go through it saying, this is an honor. They'll do the same work. They'll be given the same bath. They'll be dressing the same people, taking them out the same doing the same work but you can shift your mind mm-hmm. and it will energize you and it's not so draining you know and then the last one just from my nursing point of view is don't be shy about calling in respite Ugh. like getting somebody to you don't have to be the person there all the time because I know for myself I found comfort in being the nursey side of things it was actually harder sometimes to be the daughter but it's so important to let at times somebody else do the care so that you can truly just have a loving relationship you know read a book together go through old pictures do do things like that I, I really think that's that's important when we're in the role of being a caregiver to elder parents or loved ones Sometimes and if you know someone that's yeah. helping as a caretaker, offer to relieve them. Uh, that's something that yeah. I wish I had had, but it was just a long distance thing. But yeah, 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 it's, it's it, so important, you know, and, and, and we don't have time. We're really at the end, but we don't have time to really delve into the the um, nutrition aspect but I almost kind of wish we would have started with that, but then that would have been the whole thing. But uh, really encourage yeah. people to get a hold of Joanne and get in those show notes and look at the links that are provided because mm-hmm. there's so much that we can benefit from at our age uh, and before or after. It doesn't have to be somebody in yeah. their 50s, but really to address this health and change that we're going through and really be able to work with you to tap into the leading edge research it's out there right now because you and I were talking about the metabolic program where it's individually designed for each person based on your medical test results absolutely and that's what I I was drawn as a nurse I always like to you know I'll follow areas that might not be mainstream yet Mm -hmm. but I'll share one thing is that I've been in I became a nurse over 30 years ago and things that back then I have seen things that were shall we say poo-pooed or just not mainstream yet are total mainstream now. Like even something as simple as taking your probiotics if you've had an antibiotic. That used to, I see signs around the hospital all the time. Remember your probiotics. And that was like 10 years ago. Nobody even thought about that. Like, so there's so many things, the stuff that's going on now that seems to some people, they call it alternative, but it's really complementary. It's both and. You know, I I like liking it to a car. Here's what we'll do is when you need an oil change, you don't necessarily need to take your car to the auto body shop, right? Getting your your oil change is something you can do because you're you're keeping the maintenance of your car going. That's all the stuff about nutrition and mindset and so forth. Now, sometimes we still get sick or we're in an accident. That's when you go to the auto body. So that's when you really have to tap into the medical care. That should be when everything else you do have power of doing isn't enough, then you you work together. So that might be the best way to explain my my grounding on how I support people in my position. 
Yeah, I like how it's all integrated together. Absolutely. And the gut, I won't even get into that. But yeah, they've done, actually, it sounds really weird to us, but in a few years, it'll probably be mainstream, is fecal yeah. implants and, and doing transplants. Oh, yeah. And it's like, they're they're finding so much in the gut that's responsible to everything. And exactly. how we really have to feed so, the good. And again, that fecal implant, because they're wanting to populate the gut flora, wouldn't it be nice if just you learned how to eat properly so you didn't have to do that? To me, again, that's the auto body shop. Right. Let's start with just doing your own oil change. Right. <laughs> Amen. What a great analogy. Yeah, they're both fascinating. I have, we could get into a whole nother conversation <laughs> about that. Um, I'll have to have you back on and we'll do that absolutely. again. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I so enjoy talking to you. Because I had like three things and that we've covered sure. and I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight other things that I wanted to talk to you about. And we just haven't gotten to them. So we'll just get to them at another there time. There we go. <laughs> absolutely. Well, it's been such a joy being here today. I appreciate it. And if you're one of our VIP cappuccinos, hang around or not hang around we're going to hang around and record something else for you so make sure as a vip cappuccino that you go into your membership area and access the further information and continue as joanne and i continue to talk so and thanks I thanks again for being with us joanne and thanks for hanging out and doing extra work for our cappuccinos Oh, wonderful. I'm excited. Okay. And thank you for listening and make sure that you uh, give us a five-star review. If you want to give us a four-star review, don't worry about it. Don't don't bother. But if you want to give us a five-star review, by all means, scroll down and write a review or just hit that five-star button because it'll bump us up and get us noticed elsewhere because we're just small and tiny and just getting started. So thanks again. I am going to borrow that. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, don't bother giving a four-star. Just, you know, move along. <laughs> All right. Take care. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone.